Hey guys, welcome to Pao Hana. This is Neil. This is the master of whispers. And we have a special podcast. We're going to do a review of Game of Thrones. Winter has come and left. The season was dark and full of mediocrity. Just kidding, I just want to say that. So, I have not watched the final season at all. The only stuff I've I've picked up from Game of Thrones is what people are posting on social media or what my friends talk about or and then like in pop culture news or whatever. I was kind of a fan like way back when it came out like when it was like first or second season. Other stuff took over that so I never watched it. My stepdad is his uber fan. He loves it. So like during the holidays I we binge watched the rest of the seasons to get me caught up. Fan-wise, I am pretty neutral. That's interesting that you're ambivalent toward it. Usually people do have an opinion one way or the other. Oh, you mean about the characters? No, about the Game of Thrones itself, right? If you don't... To me, it's just a show. People would ask you what your favorite shows were then. What my favorite shows are? Yeah, like what shows do get your attention? Actually, I'm quite of a... A uh, big uh, Doctor Who fan, but that kind of tailed off recently. See, so but it sounds like you're not a you're not in it for the marathon type of guy. You like these three or four season shows that come and go willy nilly. Yeah, yeah. You're not really big into the mythology or the the creating the depth. In some respects, you could almost say like if it wasn't for it being a movie, you wouldn't give two shits about Avengers then, like because it seems like you would have had to invest at least sixty plus hours in Avengers versus. The 80 well, they said to it's 90 like, hours of what Game of Thrones. they said it was 73 hours total or something. Of Avengers? The, no, no, for um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, which is only slightly more than Avengers, right? If you're talking about like a show that, like a whole universe that I follow, I am a big Star Trek fan. So I watched all the, I've watched all the different, like Next Generation, DS9. No, but those are not long-standing shows either, per se. Like, the original Star Trek was only like four four years. Well, the, the TNG was only... TNG was five years. Deep Space Nine, which is my favorite series, is seven seasons. Mm. Voyager was another seven seasons, and Enterprise was another seven seasons. Yeah. So, I mean, interesting enough where Game of Thrones is technically a, a seven season, six, you know, seven seasons, eight, the seven seasons broke into... Two parts. Two parts, yeah. You know, like you were saying, you are you are a Who, Doctor Who fan, a Whovian. That's a show that has a lot of episodes and a lot of... It has a lot of episodes and in different incarnations, right? Yeah. So... The one I've watched, um, I, I've watched in kind of like sort of when they did their quote-unquote reboot, so that was, I think it's it's in its 13th season already at this point. But you you watched when it was Matt Smith, Capaldi, Eccleston, Eccleston, Eccleston. Tennant, Smith, Capaldi, and now Whitaker. Yeah, I think Doctor Who is interesting because the Doctors change the tone of the show changes as well, right? Oh yeah, the show changes from actor to actor who takes the mantle and also the showrunner. They've had many different writers. From what I understand, for Game of Thrones, this was the same two main writers. So why should Benioff were the original writers of the show? They took it all the way to the end, though, right? Yes, they did. A lot of the first five seasons were predominantly through George R. R. Martin's books. From six, seven, eight, you could say, they took the mantle and ran with it. So... In some respects, the tone changed once Weiss and Benioff took the majority of their reins. They knew where it was going, so George R. R. Martin gave them the start point. They gave them... Basically the outline. Well, they gave them the 70% of the map and the ending. So it's the last 30% that Weiss and Benioff had to create on their own. So uh, From what I what I was reading, correct me if I'm wrong, is that like by the time... Season six came about. The show has diverged so much from so far away from the books that it didn't really matter already at that point. Like I said, the ending should be the same. So what happened this past Sunday? That's how the books are going to end. Well, the main characters, yes, with Daenerys, probably Jon Snow as the primary characters. This is how it probably Basically. will end. Up until this point, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've you've actually seen the show or you don't care. This podcast is going to be all spoilers. Basically, we're going to explain Season 8 to me. I can tell you some of the issues that have been brought up to this point. When people are really shitting on this show. Up to this point, they're saying like a million people have petitioned to have Game of Thrones Season 8 rewritten. 
Yes. At least a million now. Rewritten and re redone or something. Yeah. Re- so I, I'd like to hope that all these people put their money where their mouths are mm-hmm. and, you know, donate 10 to 100 bucks each so that they can raise the 10 to 100 million that they need to make. Didn't they say it's like, it's, it's what, 1 to 10 million dollar, like almost 10 million dollars an episode or something like that? It's, a hun- it's well, almost a hundred million dollar. I'm, project, gonna, I'm right? gonna say they allocated possibly ten million an episode, but when it came to the battles, they allocated sixty percent of their yeah. resources. So I mean, it was I'm talking about on average because from what I understand, there's certain yeah. there's certain episodes that kind of was just narrative. Well, pure. Well, I mean, they have to have pure narratives when they have total battle scenes. Where episode three was a total battle, episode five was a partial battle. So. I think you allocated 60% of your money on those two shows alone. It was it was six episodes, was it? Six episodes. The first two episodes were only 44 minutes long. The last four were our 20s. So this is like a full-blown motion picture budget then. Yeah. Part of the issue that they've had with the season eight of Game of Thrones is that it finished much too quickly. Six episodes did not allow for the show to breathe. Could it have lasted another season? It could have, but to me, then you would have been like, we're pulling the Tavi way too thin. Because in, in truth, there were characters that were never brought about from the books in the first couple seasons that, you know, come the end of the season, they could have brought them, they could bring them back. But because they were never introduced, you can't elongate a story, right? You know, they tried bringing in people, but when they bring in new people in the last two episodes, do you really care who they are? No. Do you think they're going to die? Probably. With this season, six episodes, very short, very intense, almost too intense because there was there was two big fights, right? Mm-hmm. Two two big fights, epilogue. Like how, like Lord of the Rings, remember um, The Return of the King? Yeah. That had two the- or three big fights, right? Yeah, at least two major ones, but like, but branching off into like smaller battles in between. But like, yeah, yeah epic, what epically that ending was like half an hour long. But in some respects, you needed to pay off each character. Well, yeah, and, definitely. And with Game of Thrones, you needed to pay off each character. So yeah. they were able to do that. But let me ask you a question here. Um, do you think is there a golden script that could satisfy all the fans? Could could that have been written? Okay, so for for example, so let's let's get into more specifics now. So Daenerys was considered by some to be the Mad Queen in the end, but if you watched from seasons one through seven, whatever she did and whoever she did it, did it to was completely justified. Mm-hmm. So the slavers that were she she liberated the slaves. That was one. She murdered she murdered the for the unsullied the guy. That was two. And then when she killed the the calls, the Dothraki, justified. Because they were going to make her stay there right, and become a bride forever. So each situation, she was justified. There was never a time when she was to kill someone, she did it with malice and glee. So for example, like if... So her turn at the very end of the season was that she, she invaded King's Landing. The Lannisters all surrendered. But she decided to... Pretty much nuke all the civilians. But what led up to that? Like, why did she do that? That's part of the issue. With, with the books, you can write that in. You can write an interior monologue, right? Like how, I, I hate it when Masandi was killed. I hate it when Jorah was killed. I hate it when, you know, like, you can you can hear the mania rising. But at the same time, in the show, you would have to have seen it that early on, right? To show her, to show that she was a little bit off. You never saw she was off. You, I, I always thought... She was justified. And then when she, you know, when she killed all the people, it's like, okay, that's wrong. I don't like it. Kind of doesn't make sense. Where did it come from? Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the big issues that, you know, fans of the show had because she was always the beloved character. Like they said, you know, a lot of these people are naming their daughters Daenerys or Khaleesi, <laughs> right? And she was the great liberator, the the breaker of chains and whatever. And then ultimately she becomes, you know, the destroyer of King's Landing. The turn was so quick. She lost all her people in the last three episodes. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, in terms of, you know, mental illness or whatever, you, you, you'll always see little cracks, right? You're never, you're, somebody will not just explode usually. I mean, unless something fully traumatic happens, we'll say. I mean, when you lose, like, your, your, your pillars of stability, mm. like, so quickly, because, you, like you said, he, her, 
closest uh, her closest confidants died bang 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 there was no co- there's no time for coping or 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 whatever right this is true but like in the first season when when Kyle Drogo put the gold on the the, the brother mm-hmm. and all she said was he wasn't the dragon she didn't be like I'm gonna kill you all to to have that line versus you know to be so calm mm-hmm. you know I mean I, I know that the the brother sold her into this but that's your brother that's your blood right yeah and she, for her to be so like calm and cool about it that you know like because she could have said out loud like or in her head like I'll seek my revenge on all you you could say that maybe in a book where you can write an entire paragraph about it the it monologue. was it was her character is interest is intriguing because she was she was a pawn in her brother's quest for to be sold off basically raped but if, no, wait, if, wait, wait. if we're doing if we're doing the chess thing she was a pawn they got to the other side no, and but, became a queen well so she I mean, was a but queen, just the, actually. and then from there it's like oh now i have feelings for him after when he, when he died she was distraught as hell too right but she was also pregnant she turned him into loving her for that reason, because the call controlled all these people, that means the queen is second in command, right? So would that mean that she was calculating, she was being calculative then at that point? Is like, I am going to turn this guy into serving my purpose? Because at this point, her brother is dead. And so she understood because her goal was to seek the throne too, so she needed the army. Okay, so, so, she, so at that point already, when he died, it's like, I'm going after the throne now. Yeah. I'm the last Targaryen. And in her head to that point, okay. she was the last Targaryen. But I mean, like, there's a little bit of... You, you know what I'm saying, right? It's like, she had a little bit of that seed of, I'm going to use my whatever I have to get what I want. Women use feminine laws all the time. Yeah, yes. Yeah, but yeah. do they nuke your house after? No, but I mean... Like, like after you give them your house? Well, I mean, she... <laughs> like, her... But like you said, it's like, her stuff is justified, but her... Her actions are very, very violent. No, like, but no, but then she learned to love the cow, right? I mean, no, no, so no, but even after that, it's like when he died, didn't she burn the witches alive or something like that? She burned the witch who gave her wrong information. Yeah. So, wouldn't you burn, kill that person? Oh, she killed. No, because the witch told her, you didn't save me. I was already raped five times before you even came. So, do I thank you for saving me? You mm-hmm. should have just killed me. So, this is payback. She cursed... Khaleesi. So, mm-hmm. at that point, if you're cursing me, I'm like, I'm going to light you on fire. Okay. I mean, so, and, and I'll do it without hesitation. So, to me, it's a justified killing instead. Because if you think she did it on purpose, like, you, you know, you knew what you were doing, and you mm-hmm. brought my, the cow, cow Jogo back as a zombie, what makes me, you're not going to screw me over again, so I might as well just kill you anyway. Like, put you out of music, give you what you want. So, there you go. So, so again, my, my theory is still relatively justified. A little crazy. I didn't have a lot of time to absorb the shows yeah. and stuff like because I like I, like I said I binge watched. Yeah, I've never rewatched an episode. But when you were watching it, she was a sympathetic character, right? Because well, you felt bad for her, right? That that's what I was gonna say is because when like as a as a writer, like I like in college I took literature, my degrees in English and creative writing. Mm-hmm. Watching the show, the perspective, like when whenever they cut to her parts, you're watching. You're watching everything through her perspective, mm-hmm. but when the characters, it seems like when all the characters have have assembled, like the main players, the perspectives changed. Now it's it's looked through a different view. That's where you start to see the turn. I think if you continue to watch it through her perspective, when she lit the Lannister or whatever she burned, whoever she burned, there's a way you can swing it where it's justified. Where you can, if they showed like how much she was, like how she, how much, you know, like whatever distraught or pain or whatever she, mm-hmm. she had, like if they shown it from her perspective, they would be like, I don't have anybody left. You guys did this to me. It's like this whole, and you know, they could turn the thing. It's like this whole city is just non redeemable. Kind of like the slaver, that slaver town that she lit on fire. Mm-hmm. If she paint, painted the, if, if you look at to her point of view, then shoot and show that the King's Landing is full of just unredeemable people, and lighting the whole place on fire is justified. Well, I mean, but part of the issue with that is she had never killed civilians before, so why start? Her goal throughout this thing was to break the wheel of oppression. Main focus, her mission statement. That's why she was the 
breaker of chains, the liberator of slaves, all these kind of things, right? So what's interesting is when you read the book Game of Thrones, all the chapters are via the perspective of a specific character. Mm -hmm. So in truth, they look through the eyes of the character. So Mm -hmm. I'm not sure because I didn't read the books if, you know, it was so-and-so looking at Daenerys at such or is it her portraying herself, right? Like you said, I mean, if it's always from her perspective, she's always justified. You know, in the in the final in the final ep- episodes where she starts lighting innocent humans on fire, I don't know why it's justified. But like you said, especially in writing, you kind of got to seed the turn too, right? You kind of just have it come out of nowhere. There's got to be because if if you flip it and it's like, it's how did that come from? Or well, like, you know, it's it like it's weird. But it's like when I was oh, yeah, well. Yeah. That's what I kind of noticed for this this show. Ha- it seems to pride itself on like twisting or catching the watcher, the, the 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 viewer off guard. The big one was the the red wedding. I think was a was a big turn. Nobody really saw it coming, unless you read the book. You know, it looks like the tides are changing, but they never foreshadowed that that dude's name was was going to flip on them. But in some respects, they did see see that because Walter Frey didn't like being lied to. At that point, if you knew you're in a leveraged position and you get lied to by your allies, mm-hmm. are you going to stay with them or you, would you possibly hear a perspective from the enemy, right? Because they screwed you, right? Essentially, Walter Frey was promised... It pretty much all boiled down to this just... What people are upset about is just that one character is just Daenerys. If she stayed... <clears throat> if she got the happy ending that everybody wanted her to have and nothing else changed... I don't think the level of upset, like, the amount of rage that everybody had, it wouldn't be this, like, way out of control. However, if she got the way she wanted, she would have been the number one tyrant. Oh, yeah. I mean, but she she would become the thing she hated. Yeah. She would become Cersei by herself. Yeah. Because her, her words, her words, like how Hitler was talking to his people, like, we're going to liberate everyone. Essentially, we're going to create chaos, and we'll create the order. So but, but at that point, then, is she the likable character? So at, so she got flipped. Essentially, her becoming the you know the most sympathetic character to the most hated character at the very end. Right? That's, that's what would have happened. Do you think she's happened. the most hated? She destroyed the Lannisters. She does her speech, and she tells everybody, what we did here, we're going to do everywhere. I mean, they're going to go down to Winterfell, where they just fought. They were gonna be like, we're gonna liberate them. We're gonna kill their king. We're gonna go there. We're gonna kill their king. We're gonna kill their king, and then you will all live under my rule. That's the final plan for Daenerys. So therefore, she became the ultimate heel. Let's let's rewind a little bit on that. So, like when you say when she was the so like when you go back and you say like she's the liberator. She's a, basically she's been doing that all this time. Then taking down the seats of power wherever she went through. In, in some respects, she has, and and that was part of the issue that some people were having with her, mm-hmm. because you'd create the power vacuum, right? Well, I mean, so because kill... that was the that was that was the thing that was her that seemed to be her strategy: destroyed the seats of power, and she assumed assumed the control of the of whatever. Yeah, so it's weird that she would cut off the she would cut off the head. You're liberated, and then she'd move on, but she would never leave forces there. And she'd be like. If you want to join me, because we're gonna go, we're gonna go west, and we're gonna liberate everybody. So she she basically says like, you know, I need like the warriors and says like, follow me, and we're gonna go blah blah blah, and then basically everything else was kind of like, okay, now you guys can do whatever Be- because you want. her soul because her sole goal was to reclaim the throne, but it's still single mindedness. Yes, with no thought of of her repercussions of her actions. It's and like, then there's actually there's actually some if I remember certain like when with her dragons and things like that using her dragons as weapons and 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 stuff eventually like there was times there was that one time or something is like the dragons started eating her eating the people or something like that yeah like what are you gonna do about it and she kind of like then she didn't know what to do well she couldn't do anything right yeah. like she can't control well they they locked up the dragons at that point. Yeah, but she changed her mind and went back in freedom. Um, It would be like... I'm trying to figure out a correlation. I don't know if there is... There's there's no... fantasy. um, No, I mean, I'm just trying to think of something like if... 
you can actually put correlations into the Middle East. It's like when they well, we well, went in and... Al Qaeda. You cut off Al Qaeda and then well, ISIS no, it's like, up. Well, yeah, Al Qaeda or like Saddam Hussein. They, they got rid of Saddam Hussein, but they never thought what would happen after that. Well, you create... Yeah, you create and that's these how, power that's vacuums. How we had, yeah. like, I, then that's how we had the ISIS and all those guys started yeah. coming in and they kind of took over. With everything, it's true that maybe a lot of us didn't see the bigger picture of what this means, right? Like, well, what do you mean? For her? Yeah. yeah. That ultimately when things came to a head... Because the people that she conquered before that, we had no sympathetic... Yeah, in, in some that. respects, yeah. She basically rocked the status quo in every place that she went. Yeah. Uh, with no with no plan. I thought, okay, so my perspective but, with but, Daenerys... But isn't that the same that when she came into King's Landing, she basically rock the whatever the found her purpose was to go to destroy the the the, the power structure well you, you kill you kill the you cut the head off the snake yes but not kill all its babies because mm. essentially her thing was I'm going to kill King's Landing and destroy everything root to stem I think she should have said that I'm like I'm gonna destroy slavery root and stem I'm gonna do this root and stem so like to me she should have had the same type of language throughout. That's what would I it, think. But would you think that part of the part of the um the people that were her support structure was the ones that were helping her make those decisions though. And now that she has she is untethered because Droy was kind of like the advisor that kind of gave her the stable cuz she gets super reactionary and Droy was his name the Jorah, old dude yeah. was kind of the he's always the one that says like Stop and think about what you you know think what you're about to do. He did ultimately. She was ultimately sent away too in like season five. Yeah, he but sent her away. She sent him away. Yeah, and her advisors were Tyrion, Varys, like all these guys that she didn't really trust at all, like in her inner circle. So, like you said, Jorah, Missande, Grey Worm, those are like the three people she trusted. Mm-hmm. Jorah was killed. Missande was killed. Grey Worm is left. Grey Worm wasn't really an advisor. He was just a follower. He was, well, he was the, he was, he was the, the mas- muscle. Yeah, he was the power. He was the military arm. Right? Yeah, he was a military arm, but he wasn't an advisor. So he would, he would follow her blindly. She could tell him any, she could yeah. tell him anything and he would do it. He, he was a servant to the end. Yeah. It's just he served a different master. See, my opinion, when, whenever, like when we were doing the predictions, I remember was, like my whole thing was she's gonna break the wheel and she's gonna create, like, a senate. Or whatever republic, or somebody, or what? Ultimately, I would is, is an oligarchy. That's what I thought. I because actually at the end they laughed at, excuse me, they laughed at democracy. So Sam actually stood up. He goes, "Oh, you know, peop, the people should be able to da 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 and vote for their elected kings." And they all like, "Ah, you want dogs to vote too? Like oh, that's stupid." But I thought I really did think that her breaking the wheel would mean, you know, each. Each kingdom would be its own sovereign kingdom, and they would have like I, one senate. Okay, so last season they kind of made a big deal about the whole thing with Jon Snow because he's a king of the north. Yes, and the whole and she wanted him to bend the knee. Bend the knee, right? Even though he said like he said like I you know it was like I believe you're called blah blah blah, but I was like I will not bend the knee, and she got pissed. Yeah, she is not she does not want to share power. Period. From back then, right? So you could actually say the seed was back there, and she would she wouldn't even, like like Johnson was actually say is like, look, you know, we'll talk about this later. There's a there's a bunch of fucking ice zombies coming down. Yeah. Let's fix this shit. And she's like, nah, you guys can. You know, it's like if you're not gonna be faithful to me, then you you know, it's like you might stab me in the back. <laughs> kind of like whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like fuck you. That's true, but. You should have seeded that every time when if there's a choice between her and her goal, she'll only pick her goal. Because throughout seasons well, three, four, or five, it was either like when, when people advise her, I advise you to don't do this, Daenerys. I don't advise you to don't do this, Daenerys, right? What did she do? Not do it. Mm. Right? Well so it was I guess only came from the from the mouths of those the people around the, her. The the, yeah. the the trusted ones, right? Yeah. Every, no, but it, she even listened to she listened to Tyrion. It took a while for her to do it. It's like he she she didn't listen to him for a long time. Come the final battle, he oh, Tyrion, yeah. Tyrion tells her when the bells sound, they have surrendered, right? And so when she goes ding ding ding, she goes 
Raw, she blows up the bell, right? Yeah. So it's like I'm not, I'm not hearing you no more, right? So yeah. that that's a flip because that was her way. She goes, I've listened to you guys enough, and I've lost all my man. I've lost all this, all that. I would think that if your sole purpose, if you have like she would, she would have looked bad in the beginning, but at least she would have kept consistency of action, right? To me, it's just a consistency of action that you know, without following through, you know, because like one of my examples, like if. When the slavers, and then she posted up, like, every hundred feet, there was, like, a guy that, mm. you know, they, they they put up slaves initially. And I was like, you know what you do? You bring the, the slavers, and you post them up, and you put the kids right underneath them. Just, you know, because you're killing them root and stem, right? That's that's what I would have thought she would have did. Mm. And that looks vicious. I mean, it's in some respects, it's justified because you're getting rid of the, the you know, the control, and yeah. you're doing what you're... I and mean, it looks bad, but... A, like you said, it's like... It would help prepare the people if you see that. The prepare the viewers when you see like the slow like the descent yeah. into into madness. Yeah, there is examples of people just like just basically having a mental breakdown and just snapping. But like in in a lot of shows though, there, there's always little. Well, I mean, yeah, it's basically cracks, yeah, right? it's basically for when they do that, this is like foreshadowing, yeah. which it seems like Game of Thrones doesn't really want to do. Like they don't, they're not a big fan of. No, that. they're huge fans of it. R plus L equals J. The Azora High, the Valencar. I mean, they create stories and legends to seed who's important. Where's well, when where the snap? When the twist happens, is like it's it's on a it's on a dime. It's coming from our blind side. Like we're saying that she was this heroic leader well, and she flips, right? I mean... And then here's an observation I have. It's like every person that held a seat of power basically ended up being, quote unquote, the bad guy. Like none of them were redeemable. Even the, what was the, the first king? Robert Baratheon. Baratheon. Robert yeah. Baratheon. In the beginning we thought, it was like, oh, he's a great dude. But like he was... Slowly trying to assassinate all his heirs, Baratheon was like sending guys out to kill people mm. that might threaten his throne or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So like every person that had a seat of power either was corrupted in some way or whatever, which made the Jon Snow thing kind of interesting because from what I understand in the ending, he has no power anymore. He's back in Night's, Night's Watch. Watch, basically again like the outcast. Okay, so the ending becomes well. Just let's go through the ending. Like, just tell me what what happened to every, to the main players. So Jon Snow has to relinquish his name essentially. So he never really had a name, though. He did, and that name wielded such great power. Right? It was in in whispers. It carried such great power because because he was the true heir to the throne. He was the male heir. So because he's so Targaryen, he should have been. So the did, king. did he actually change his name to become like Jon Snow, John Targaryen kind of thing? Or? No. Because no, because one, Daenerys told him, keep this a secret, don't tell anyone. Because she knows once the secret is out, her establishment of power becomes questionable again. Right? Well, because she's she's she becomes the second in line again. He's he has a he has a, a more direct line to the throne than she does. Uh, and they're both cousins. Yeah, I they're mean, cousins. But like but he's the direct descendant of the of the the king. She is the niece of the king. Well, it's Aegon and Rhaegar and then the uncles. So they're both Yeah. They're the, it's just the fact that the male heir is the stronger. Well, well I mean, yeah. whatever we point at, he has a he has a he has a step in front if, of If if he were to ever Wanted, he could have taken it. And Varys and Tyrion actually saw that he would be a better ruler because he did not want the power. Like you said, whoever had the throne, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. I believe, from what I understand in the interview or whatever with George R. R. Martin, it's like that was a stone cold fact for the the, the entire story. Is that yeah. every person that has absolute power becomes corrupted. Mm. See, and who had the most power at the end was her, right? Yeah. So Jon Snow kills her, right? Okay. He gets put into prison. Tyrion gets put into prison. They're to be executed, possibly. Weeks go by. They bring them all back. And what happens is they form an oligarchy, essentially. Where well, they're going to be like, oh, who's going to rule all of us? And then... So who's inside this oligarchy? Who's in this... So it's, who's, it's, who's calling the shots at this point? Right now, it's Gendry. It's... 
the Onion Knight, Sansa, Bran Arya, whatever there, um, Bran of Tarth. She has a stake in the in the. Not really, but she's there. Okay, no, I mean, you'll, you'll figure it out. But so like they bring in like twelve or thirteen people: Samuel Tarly. Because um, he's the he's a ma- mash- maester. Well, maester. ultimately, oh, yeah, yeah. And then there's um, Lord Aaron from the Vale, and then uh, Lord Edmund Tully, the one, the guy that was getting married at the red wedding. So they're all there. They're trying to figure out the fate of Jon Snow. It's like, well, you killed Daenerys. You got to take the black because the the Greyjoys want you dead, and Grey Worm wants you dead. Like they're like, we we can't have this guy who killed our queen being our king. So you take the black. You go to King. You go to but the Night's they, Watch. At this point, they knew that she was, but they understood that she was gonna. They don't really. Well, I think they all saw this speech and they're a little scared. But I don't know if they realized what the ramifications would be if they went to the Iron Islands. Yara Greyjoy would be killed. So Jon Snow knew Winterfell didn't want to be under the rule, right? So Jon Snow and Arya knew. She's going for Winterfell and she's going to kill Sansa. We can't have that, right? So even Arya's like, I'm a killer. So Jon Snow read it. He's manipulated by Tyrion because Tyrion goes, I know you're a good man. You know, Tyrion's like... Tyrion is actually... Tyrion is interesting because he seems to be the manip- the most manipulative or manipulating person in the in the show and survives. He can see the gears turning. Unlike everyone but else. But he knows how to play the gears, too. No, but he, yes. Because he see like, to me, he, he sees advanced. He's playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. He's seeing everything. That, that's what's what his power hap- is. Well, but the thing is that he knows what's going to happen. But to get people to listen and do what he's telling... He actually is one of the most powerful persons in this show. People do what he tells them to do. People say, like, I'm not going to listen to you. Eventually, they end up doing what he says. Well, because he's right. I mean, he's always he's right. Initially, you thought he was a character only for himself. But he was actually doing everything in the best interest of I just, everyone. I, this, is, this guy is slicker than slick. Just basically whispering shit in people's ears. Mm. Like, he's the biggest fucking player in there. Yeah. So, so Jon Snow has to take the black. He He's sent out, right? Okay, so he's banished. Yeah. He becomes the Night's Watch again. Yeah, well, he they send him away or whatever. And now it's what they're going to do with Tyrion. Okay. And so Tyrion is like, you know, I don't know if you guys should listen to me or whatever. Like, I'm not one, you know. But I have an idea. You know, like, so he goes, how are you guys going to rule. You have no ruler, how are you guys going to rule? And so at that point Samuel stands up and he goes, oh we should have a ability for everybody to have their vote heard and, blah, blah, and they laugh at him say like, oh dogs get this vote and that bullshit, bullshit, you know. So they summarily laugh him down and so they're like, oh how about we have a government run by a few people and then the, our future leaders, our future whatever will not be based solely upon birthright. And so they're like, oh, that's a good idea. And he goes, I know who should be our leader. And then everyone's like, oh, do tell. They're like, Bran. Okay. Which pissed people off, too, because he's a tree. Because he just does, he just sits there, right? Mm. So they go, he's Bran the Broken. That's his new name from now. Bran the Broken. He's King Bran the Broken. And then Sansa goes, he can't make babies. They're like, even better. <laughs> because he after he's gone, the line of succession ends with him. You have to find a new ruler, essentially. Everybody's in favor except for Sansa and the North. She goes, respectfully, the North was never meant to be part of your seven kingdoms. Uh, we want we want our own sovereignty. And because it's Bran, Bran goes, okay. So it's the six kingdoms and the North and then the far North. So that's how it ends. And so so in Penance, so Bran goes, you know, and then so everybody goes, oh, what, what should we do with Tyrion? Like, let's kill this little midget, right? Mm-hmm. And Bran goes, I have an idea. He shall be my new hand. Okay. So he becomes Bran's hand because for all your wrong, this is your penance from now on. You will make you will make our kingdom right again. In his small court, he has Bran who gets high garden. So Bran, Bran the mercenary, right? Oh, okay. So the guy, the guy that was just money hungry, he's the master of coin. So the crook is the is the is the banker. Number two is. The Onion Knight is Davos. Davos. Oh, he survived? Okay. Yeah. So cool. he becomes like the master of merchants or something. Brienne of Tarth becomes the, the king's guard. 
She um, must have been stoked. Samuel becomes the Grand Maester. What happened to the old Maester, that old dude? You mean which one, Pycelle? One that was, the one that was the old queen's one, like Cersei's. Clyburn, uh, the one who created the monster. The, he the died. Monster before. zombie. No, he died before. There was no, another guy. No, Clyburn. Clyburn gets crushed by the zombie. Okay. Like he's like, oh, we should do this. The zombie grabs him by the head and goes. Podrick <laughs> 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 becomes a knight too at the very end, and he becomes the the wheelchair guy for um Bran. Podrick. Yeah. That's weird. So so that that's how the story ends and it ends kind of surprising. The other guy, the, the the blacksmith who was the actual heir. Gendry. Gendry becomes Daenerys restores his name as a Baratheon, so he's given Storm's end. He lords over the Baratheons. Yes. Old. So he so she restores that and now she creates the ally, right? Like because that's a favor for a favor now, right? Okay. So that's why when you know John they're saying, Oh, Jon Snow gotta go north. You know, people People in the story are like, why don't you just come back when once Grey Worm leaves? He goes, no, because Yara Greyjoy and the Baratheons would kill him. The Greyjoys, that's the sister. The Iron Islands. That was Theon. Yeah, Theon died though, right? Yeah, Theon dies protecting Bran as predicted. He predicted his own death, like with many arrows. So, so is the sister, the, the sister is the... The, the sister is the, the heir yeah. to the throne, because Euron is killed. She's loyal to should be. She would have been loyal to Daenerys, yeah. That's how that... It all ends up to reform as an oligarchy versus and what happened to, a single ruler. So what happened to the the Grey Worm dude? He leaves to he leaves with uh, Missandei's body to Missandei's uh, island. That makes me sad because <laughs> Missandei was my girl, and then she got her head chopped off. Yeah, so she's she's the one that probably set off Daenerys because before she got her head chopped off, she says Dracarys, which is like, that means burn. Oh, really? Because Cersei like goes. Chopper head off. It's, uh, oh well, there you go. That that was in episode five, where or episode four. I mean, you can actually war. call that the point where it's like, now I'll burn you, I'll burn your whole fucking. Okay, I can understand that's the tipping point, but at the same time, like we were saying, it should lead into it a little bit better. That's what I'm thinking, and uh, no, no more episodes could help that. You would have had to backseat it because. To make more episodes, you would have just seen her as a ruler, as a bad ruler, yeah. and then Jon Snow having to connive his way into killing her. Right? That's all. That's all it would be. There is a little bit of like that self fulfilling prophecy thing about like the Targaryen thing because they, the whole idea is like why they were sent, why they kept on sending people to try to kill her was yeah. like we don't want another Targaryen on the throne because that's the descendant of the Mad King. So yeah. it's like crazy runs in the family. Yeah. So maybe it is like see, but little did they know, Jon Snow was a Targaryen as well, but he didn't count. Yeah. Right? So if if he craved power, who knows if he would have gone crazy too? But well, he never I, wanted it. No, but if he wanted the power, the first thing he would have did would have to kill Daenerys or whatever, right? Yeah. And just usurp the power, right? Yeah. So those are the issues, and then the other issue I would have is like all these things that they that, that they actually seeded. That we read, that a lot of us read into it, like Azor High, the Valonqar, R plus L equals J, who's the Night King, what's the purpose of the Night King. None of that really was paid off. We didn't we didn't have a definitive answer who the Azor High was. We didn't have a definitive answer who the Valonqar was. What is the purpose of the Night King? The Night King was ultimate evil. The goal of the Night King was to wipe out man. Question is why? What was the goal of the Night King? To oh, wasn't it? What didn't they kind of show it off like the in, in in the previous season? Didn't they show the birth of the Night King? It was he was created by nature, right? The little tree hugger yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. They, no, but so the question is, is it payback for nature? When I saw that part, that part I was like, oh god, it's the Ultron. It's the Ultron thing. Sure. You create the protector, and then you know, like Ultron is like, like we want to make peace. Well, his the ultimate thing is like, well, if there's no more people, then there's peace. So it's like, is like if we want to protect nature, we destroy all the man, and then nature is okay. Maybe maybe that's the case, but it doesn't seem clear. Like he's the ultimate evil. Okay, he's coming to kill us all. Okay. Well, in the hum- in the human for the humans, it's the ultimate evil. Yeah. Yeah. Because See, but, it's like it's but, extinction but, but, for but them. they never talked about how nature is being encroached upon by. You know what I mean? Like, you know I mean, what I mean? They, they, like to me, when I was watching, it, it was like, wow, it's a it's like a five to ten minute throwaway scene that they had in the in that last season. They could have stretched it a little bit more, and then then you would understand. It's like okay, because it kind of did. They like they showed all the little things, and all of a sudden the Night King popped out and it started killing everybody. It was like, oh, we kind of fucked up on this one. But, no, um, but but the but the Night King ended up killing those guys too. Yeah, the nature people. Yeah, because 
the nature people said, oh, we made a mistake, and they went after him too. Yeah. So but, it was like... Uh, it, it was, it's one of those things. But where... it was, it was like, but I mean, like, I caught, I got it. Like, I, like, I, I, I got the idea when I watched it. It was like, because it's a, it's, it's a, it's the same, the same trope, Ultron, the Matrix, the, you know, Terminator, all that kind mm. of stuff. It was like, we create the thing to help solve the problems, and the, and the thing that us. we create is, says that we're the problem, so they're gonna kill, it's gonna kill us. Now, it's over. So, so yeah, so when, so when Jon Snow comes back to the Knights, what is he protecting the North from? Because they're buddies with the Wildlings, and the Wildlings are kind of dead already at this point, right? Well, most of them have been killed, or they, they've been turned into White Walkers. Right? I mean, there's, like, what's left? Like, yeah. is there any Wildlings left? The Pro- Wall's gone, too. They're saying that if you protract it, he might become a Night King. Not the Night King, but, uh, I mean, like, he falls in love to a Wildling, all this kind of stuff. So, that's what they're predicting, possibly, in the future. See, there's a lot of things that can but happen. He kinda, like, he pretty much kind of, like, shows that he can't really, like, he's not really in love with anybody anymore, like, ever since he lost that. Well, movie. he lost Egret, and then he lost, he kills Daenerys, yeah. who he loved, right, essentially, until he found out that was, like, your anti-sister or something. Well, yeah, Daenerys gets picked up by his, by Drogon, and they fly off. Oh, she took, he takes the body? Yeah. So but, there's a dragon running around in the wild. Which is scary, right? Because you don't know what... So the question now... I mean, so it does leave questions like, what happens, right? So... Well, I mean, I kind of had the idea... I had ideas, like, when they're saying, like, there's going to be an ending. It's an ending to a chapter. Well, you you end this era, yeah. Yeah, the era. It's like, everything can't be wrapped up in a nice little bowl and stuff like that because there's... Because life goes on and there's, there's, there's... there needs to be like the world doesn't end. Yes, it just keeps yeah, going. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they could have done it that way. Where there's a way you could do it where life does end and like the night walk, the white walkers yeah, the came white walkers and won. Yeah. yeah, won. It was like <laughs> the end. I had a fun prediction where she's resurrected by another red priestess. Daenerys. Oh, really? It's possible. See, but I also I also went a little too far and said that she would be stabbed by like a diamond and become like. Instead of the Night Queen, like the Day Queen. <laughs> oh, that might... Uh, and then she have super sun powers, yeah, and then, you know, it's a constant summer. That's a... It's an endless summer, if you will. So, that does... jump in the shark. Definitely jump in Well, it's payback, right? To me, she she just scorched earth, right? I mean, yeah. she did it before, she'd do it again. Okay, so let me give you... So, uh, ten, like, uh, one out of ten, ten being perfect, one being absolute trash. Where would you rate this final season? Seven. Seven? Seven and a half. Yeah. Would you rate this season as, like, where would you rank this season among the other six? Maybe slightly above middle of the pack. Okay. There, there were better seasons. I mean, I think with, you know, the the Red Wedding was do a you, shock. Do you think there were worse seasons? It's hard to say what's a worse season because each season had a memorable moment, right? There was a stamp to every moment. You know, Joffrey dying, Sean Bean being beheaded, the Red Wedding... You know, there's always something that is memorable. Battle you wouldn't of say this, home. You wouldn't say this season was the worst season. No, the people are overreacting. People, people are just salty nuts because they named their kid an evil. That's like, you know, probably like in the '40s where they met this dude named Adolf. They're like, "Oh, that's a great name for a kid," <laughs> you know. And, and then by 1950, like, your name's Al, bro. Okay, so <laughs> or Dolph. No, the fallout. <laughs> This is this is the part where I get I get my jollies. This is where I because as a, as a as a spectator of the show, okay, like just just as a sideline this shit show that's going okay. this past week, the the reactions. Of course, you already you already uh, said the there's a change.org or petition or whatever yeah. the hell you call it. This is like let's rewrite the let's rewrite see the, the final season with competent writers, which. <laughs> It's weird considering those like this is the same writers that did the first six seasons. But but in truth, you you knew the writing did change though. There was a change in tone from season six on. Okay. In all honesty, because like we were saying, it wasn't George R. R. Martin's material. Okay. So a lot of that seven six seven eight was Weiss and Benioff. So it wasn't as cleanly written. I don't think. But you didn't see this kind of reaction. Yeah. You didn't no, see no, people like trying close. to, like you didn't see people trying to oust them as the writers. 
And I bet none of these guys would do better because nobody. Well, that's the thing. Is like Mike. That was that's why I asked you earlier. Is yeah. is there a quote unquote golden script where everybody's fucking happy? No, no, not at all. Because I mean, the, I'm guessing the general the general consensus is like everybody wanted to see um, Jon Snow. Well, Jon Snow or Daenerys on the top of the throne. Jon Snow. They want Jon Snow on the top yeah. of the throne, but they didn't. They wanted to see Daenerys as the hero, as one of the heroes. I was thinking, I think a lot of people were thinking that there would be this final battle between Cersei or the Night's King or something, and it would be bloody difficult. There'd be a sacrifice play that happens, not a killing. You know what I mean? Like, so you think she, like, want, like they, they wanted to see Daenerys to be the sacrificial... Yeah, so like... The sacrificial hero. So, so for example, this Azor High with the Lightbringer kind of thing where they he had to plunge his sword into his wife or his lover's breast... To bring about Lightbringer. That's like the whole thing, but, and, but that'd be a sacrifice play, right, to save the realm. Instead, it's just Jon Snow going, stabbing her. I mean, because, so. Because she's crazy. Because she's crazy, but not because of a sac, like, cause, cause if she it sacrificed. Wasn't a, it was in a, it was a murder, not a sacrifice. Yeah. Cause a sacrifice would be different, right, cause then she, she, well, she died. willingly, she willingly accepted the, yeah. the kill. She's willingly accepting or she's, she's a martyr to the people. Yes. Right. So this way, she's not. So Jon Snow looks like a bad guy, too. That she has get, But he is ultimately the good guy because he does it for the realm, not for himself. Because mm-hmm. it's not like, I stabbed her, I'm the king, woo! Right? It's, I stabbed her, but I loved her, and I'm sad. No, it seems to be like his stuff. It's like he's always the tormented guy. Well, that, that's the thing with Jon Snow. He's do, he does everything for duty, not for love, not for mm-hmm. honor, not for anything. He does it because it needs to be done. That's the the gift and the curse for Jon Snow, mm-hmm. you know. So could it see how could have it ended happy? It would have been Jon Snow. He's the ruler. He goes, I create a democracy, right? That, that's, that's but that that would be the only way mm-hmm. that it ends up happening. I mean, the way the thing ended is like, and the way from what I understand, like from what I watched in the first whatever six seasons and watching, it's like like people drop off like flies. Like what you told me at the end is like I am surprised that that many people survived. Right? And, and, and that many of the, the quote unquote good guys survived because, like, George R. R. Martin had a hard on for killing the fan favorites mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the whole, it's like, you like this guy? I kill him. It's like, yeah. um, friggin' Walking Dead. It's mm. like, you better not, you better not get too comfortable with these people because mm. any of them can die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Right? And yeah. it's like, and to be honest, like, the two, Biggest fan favorites made it through. Jon Snow and Tyrion, like two out of three, ain't bad. And and the Stark girls survived. The Stark, oh Arya, that's right, Arya. Arya, like, Arya is like a big. Arya is a big, big fan favorite. So like three out of the four. And Sansa. She well, Sansa it. wasn't really a fan favorite. And so. well, in the end, she was. In the end, yeah. She, in, and then she's my favorite to be the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms. When I'm watching the first, it's like. Sansa, a lot of this shit's your fault. <laughs> oh, she's she's thoroughly unlikable. But then, oh, she's but, terrible. But come the end of the show, no, 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 I understand. Like I when I when I when I watched it, it's like when she when when she assumed the the mantle and and took over the throne. I mean, at that point is like ex, like experience has seasoned her, and she she becomes everything. She becomes Littlefinger essentially. That yeah. she she knows how to play. So she. Near well, the end of the show, she begins to see the the gears turning too. Oh well, yeah, so, that's why I said experience has seasoned her. Yeah, but she she because no, she's but, no, but she also starts using her powers to move the gears. Oh yeah, like in the way that Tyrion did. So yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting how she she was a gear and a pawn, and well, then again, she became yeah, the game. Like player. all these people got fucked over is like yeah. doing the fucking now. Given the the score of everything, mm-hmm. that many people that many people survive that many people. Fan favorites, surviving, very, very surprising. Well, you gotta think the it was a story essentially of the Starks, right? Yeah. In, in the way that Star Wars is a Skywalker show, it's a Stark show, right? I mean, you initially you saw their leader Ned get beheaded, right, and it was all downhill if, from there. If you say that that the Game of Thrones is a Stark show, yeah. then essentially Daenerys is a secondary character. Well, she's the ultimate enemy. Well, she became the ultimate... And for, for this one, she well, became no, the ultimate enemy. No, but in truth... So, if, if we're thinking... If the Starks were a linear... Daenerys plays probably 80% of it 
in parallel, right? Until they intersect, right? And then the intersect is mm-hmm. you join me or die, right? And so you know, that's, yeah, I think a lot of people just didn't see what the end goal was mm. and how violent and or bloody she'd be willing to do it. That's what I think. I mean, ultimately, thing. ultimately, I mean, we can all just kind of agree. We got an ending, but it wasn't the ending that the fans wanted. They didn't want. They didn't want Daenerys to do the turn. Well, they, I think it's they. They just didn't see it coming, so it blindsided them, and they were mad about it. Yeah, they wanted to see Daenerys shine. I mean, well, she did. She she became the ruler, and but she, I mean, like you know what I mean. She 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 wanted. She was supposed to be the good guy. The, her- the hero, the, the liberator. Yeah. Yeah. So the expectations or the, 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 the writers or whoever did not did not see it that way and they turned her. No, but I, I, I think the issue, again, is just the fact that it wasn't seeded early or it wasn't... Do you think, did, did George R. R. Martin already tell them that Daenerys was going to turn? I'm sure. They had to have known what the end game was. Like as early as season five or four? Guaranteed, yeah. Okay. I mean, especially if George R. R. Martin didn't finish the story, they probably needed to know how much we're well, going to get from HBO left, right? Well, yeah, I mean, well, the reason I'm saying it is like because I think it's in season four or five, they're still using content from the books. Yeah, up until season six. When season six started, I think it's yeah, all... Yeah, so, so like when they're still going off the books, Martin already told them what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, in some respects, it's not even linear use of the book, right? they it's like Lord of the Rings where they follow some people, then they follow mm. the other person, and then, you know, mm. it, it gets dropped off until the next book, right? So they were just piecemealing the stories that they got from the first five, and then after that was so, fill in the blank. So we understand, we know that Mark, George R. R. Martin told them what the ending is and what's going to happen. Yeah. The final, basically the final chapter. Final two books. There's two books left. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, the final chapter of how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Like, who goes where and what happened. Well, no guarantees they all end the same because there are characters in the book that were killed in the show that are still alive and vice no, versa. But, I mean, like, we're talking about, like, the major players, like Daenerys, John, and... I think, generally speaking, like, the, the movement is in the same direction, but how everybody gets yeah. there, how... But it is George R... But what I'm trying to say is, like, it is George R. R. Martin's. Um, it's his call. It's well, not his call, but more like he he he's the one that says that Daenerys is going to go bananas and John's going to kill her. That scene or that ending is from Martin, not the sh- not the writers. Well, I mean, I think she's killed by Jon Snow, but no guarantees in the same way, in the same fashion. Yeah. Is you think is it George R. R. Martin's call? It, was it George R. R. Martin's call that she goes, she goes crazy? Yeah, got to have been. Okay. I mean, that that's to me that's so, that's kind of so. If if that's the case, then the anger is misdirected. They're they're angry at the writers of the show. It wasn't their call. It was George R. R. Martin. See, who, but again, we're going to go back to the fact that the people, the million people that are pissed off might be a million people that only watch the show. Mm. It might not be the other two million that read the books and watch the show. Mm. So maybe the guys that read the books are like, I seen it happen. I seen I seen the train wreck coming. You know, mm. like I, I haven't heard from people who read the book. So it's all the people that just I just watched the show and it you know, this is a load of shit, mm-hmm. right? Versus maybe like we were saying, maybe there's the internal monologues that we didn't get, we weren't privy to in the show because yeah. it's hard to show her thinking okay. in the show, right? Like, it's like, all you hear would be voices and whatever. Yeah. And hard, it's, hard, yeah. it's hard to show it on a show versus just, I mean, unless her eyes get all crazy and start Googling, right? I mean, mm. so, and that, and then you'd be like, why the hell is her eyes all freaky freaky, you know? Yeah. So, the million people maybe only watch the show. That, that's what I, that's my opinion. Maybe, maybe they didn't watch it. The, maybe they read the books too, but... I think there'd be a larger hate if the book people were pissed off too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I mean, I mean, that's that's what I'm trying. Like, I'm trying to because the hate you can see that. I mean, it's just this big freaking fiery like laser beam of hate at, at the writers but, at the at the writers right now. But it's hard to end anything, right? Well, like, absolutely. Like, and and for like we were saying with Avengers, for for them to stick the landing the way it did. With the degree of difficulty, 
that was impressive. This, this is what I was... And do you think that fans are disenfranchised because we get series or, or shows like Avengers, where basically, when you watched Endgame, it was everything that you wanted. Mm-hmm. You got everything you wanted. Mm-hmm. Basically, almost all the people that you liked made it through... But some people like didn't like excessive fan service. They get all nitpicky too, right? No, like, but, oh, this was a little bit this. I mean, but it's basically it was it, that show. The ending was a lot of fan service. No, but it stuck the land like right, right, because it did everything you needed to do. We all predicted in some sort of way yeah. too, right? So that movie gave you pretty much almost everything that you wanted to, mm-hmm. and all the things that you expected that might be sad or whatever mm-hmm. you kind of called it. It was a very satisfying ending. Game of Thrones is not that kind of show. I mean, it's a show that has a lot of... They don't do safe. They don't do perfect, packaged, fan service kind of I just real. I just realized something. In some respects, we knew the conclusion of Endgame because of actual contractual obligation. And for that reason, that almost screws the ending. Well, it makes it more predictive. But at that point, we're like, we know so-and-so is going to get written out. Because come to think of it, like for the Black Widow, we were crazy about the Black Widow. Like, dude, doesn't she have a movie coming out? How can that happen? Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, in the way that Black Panther's like, we know Black Panther's coming back because Black Panther 2 is already in pre-production. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. You know, but say they're like, you know, Chris Evans all under contract for the next four more movies. And then this happened. You know, they killed Tony Stark. They turned. Then we're going to be like, they can't do that. You'd see people pissed off. Come think of it. You you would have been. I mean, not, I would have been pissed off. We would have. I think we would have been, been confused. Or, like, been, how how it, can they kill off the guy? There's it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't. It would. Yeah, it would. It would. Um, like if we didn't expect it or something like. Yeah. Because we were almost we were expecting it because of real. Already world knew what was happening. That's why. Yeah. So so we knew the end. Yeah. So that's kind of messed. I mean, that kind of affects how we figured out the ending to be. But if. If we, they're like, Evans is under contract for the next 15 shows and downing, but they're dead, they're going to be like, people would shit themselves. 100%. I wouldn't shit them, I wouldn't shit myself, but I would be, it would, but if pe- we didn't know, like, what was going to happen, and we were stunned by it, the reaction would be different, yes. Mm, no, and then, but it'd be like, oh, he's coming back as a cyborg, or he's coming back as a this. Because we don't know the source material, right? Because, mm. like, in comic books, everybody comes back, nobody ever yeah, dies. Yeah. George R. R. Martin's book. He even finished the book yet. So that that's tricky. That's crazy. I mean, we fast forward now to December when Star Wars comes out. Can they stick the landing, right? And we, we're saying probably not, right? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of loose ends that needs to be tied up or ends that need to go away or whatever. We don't... And But that's all new material, too. So people are expecting something from Star Wars, too. Mm-hmm. So And so, when they don't get it, yeah. they're going to be like... Ryan Johnson needs to die. JJ needs to die. George Lucas needs to come back. Which people are like, uh, no, stupids, you got him gone for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. The revision is history now, right? Yeah. So I think now we're gonna look at the third, final thing, right? It will be interesting to see, like, at the end of this year, which franchise stuck, like you said, stuck the landing. Right now, it seems like Endgame is the one that kind of came off the cleanest. Yeah. And we got one more coming. Yeah. So either either it's second or first. That Star Wars either second or first. That, that, you think you think you think it it, it ain't gonna mess it up as worse as as Game of Thrones. J.J. Abrams has been known to. I mean, but you you've seen the stuff he's a, he plays it pretty safe. But I think with this, I mean, it's just gonna be an open ended ending. Ending. I think. Okay. It, it's, it's, but would it be satisfying? That's the thing, right? Is it gonna is it going to give you that that satisfying... I don't know what would make me satisfied in this Star Wars ending. Okay. Right? Like, because I don't know what would make... What, what would satisfy you? That what would not make me happy is Kylo becomes a good guy and Rey goes bad. Like, if they flip switch, that would be bad. I wouldn't like that. If they both turn good, I wouldn't like that. Uh, if they both turn bad, that would be pretty interesting. The whole idea of, like, the end of the Jedi and the Sith. That seems to be the consensus that that's what's going to be the most satisfying. Well, see, but then to me it'd be, like we were saying, the, the rise of well, a Skywalker it's... class. Yeah, but, I mean, but that means yeah. no Jedi, no. So. Yeah, so what does that mean? Does both Rey go good? Does both Rey end? That's the twist of it. But if they both go good, I don't like that ending because it's too cute. It's Well, I mean, like Star Wars has always been a stuff where it's like, it, it they don't really kill off their heroes too easily. Well, they end on a high, right? It's always well, high. Even on a high, but I mean, like, the most... 
hero deaths is actually this last trilogy. You lost Han Solo, you lost Luke Skywalker. Chances are we'll probably lose Leia. They said no. Oh, well, that's they, interesting. They said they said that she'll just live on. You know what I mean? Like go disappear somewhere. Yeah, we lost Yoda. We lost Obi Wan in the last trilogy. Yeah, but I mean, like you look at the fir- the entire the first trilogy, like Yoda and Yoda died at the end of Last Jedi and not Last uh, Return of the Jedi and Obi Wan, like Star Wars, New Star Wars, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like all the other guys were pretty bulletproof, so like you can kind of see that these guys, like Ray, you know, Finn, all all those guys, they, they seem pretty bulletproof. They're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna lose the the new guys. No, but Ky- Kylo is the the trick, right? Well, the, he's the, the bad guy, and it seems like the bad guys never make it through any of the series. Yeah, but the bad guys have never been the son of the, the our princess either, right? Yeah, so, yeah. like you said, it could just end on he goes his way, Ray goes the other. That's to me, that's a decent enough ending. But if they they both go in the same direction, I think that's bad. You know what I mean? Like it ends on. It ends on a super sappy note or it ends on a super sour note. I think if they go separate, go, they go back to their corners, subsequent corners, that's fine. That 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 would be an ending that suffices. Yeah. And how and then how to get there, that'll be how they stick the landing. You know? Well, so. I mean, if it's going to be the end of Star Wars, then it has to end the war. Well, the end of Star Wars for the next three years, right? No. Are they going to come back in 22 anyway? No, no, I mean, but, like, if, like, they're saying that this is the Skywalker saga and it's actually Star Wars, it's a war. So the war has to end. <laughs> I thought the war did end, right? With the Galactic Empire and the rise of the New Order. Right, well, well, you have the New Order. That's the thing. Well, see, but there's always, like we're saying, there's always going to be a power vacuum, right? If there's, yeah. <laughs> so. I think we've covered basically everything. I've got a better idea now of the... The craziness and well, you gotta where think, it's coming from. You gotta also think that I think George R. R. Martin said he has six in pre-production with HBO, a couple with Hulu and something else. Here's the million dollar question. Let's let's end it on this. Is those two books ever gonna be written? I I say one book for sure. How far do you think he's gonna be how far do you think he's along with that that current book that he's working on I'm, I'm thinking he's probably near done with that but it's the question of that the dream of spring the final book okay that one is unless he gets he he himself gets stabbed with dragon glass he may not finish that one I don't know I mean to think that it'll be left unfinished would be pretty sad do you think somebody, do you think he has like a, another ghost writer where will take over in case he like in his last will and testament it was like if I die this person finishes this. But, but in all honesty, the ghostwriter should be writing already, right? Because, I mean, yeah. you've been slow playing this shit for about three years now, so you... I mean, this is the longest the gap. This is the longest gap it's been, right, yeah. between books. A lot of his was already written before it went into production, right? So Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's hard now that he's, he's trying to diversify and do, like, prequels, pre-prequels, sequels, whatever, right? I mean, now he decides to, like, spread his forces thin, so that's his problem. I'm sure next book, close to being done, maybe out in Christmas, you know. Well, this year. Yeah. It's got to happen in winter, and it's Christmas, so people will be buying that book like a motherfucker. And then after that, it'll end in spring. So the two years from now, spring. That's when you do it, right? I mean... That's just the the you romantic. Heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. End of twenty nineteen. Expect the yeah. expect the book to be t- yeah. to be out. The, the 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 winter one. The winds of winter. Whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, hopefully they see Duncan Egg with a lot of little Easter eggs for Game of Thrones too. They they talk about a future where there's this beautiful princess that goes crazy. You know, like hopefully they they backload things and. I'm actually kind of I have this I have this dark humor about like the idea of that like. Something happened, like you know, Jared R. Martin. He's not very young anymore. Oh, <laughs> he's, no. he's pretty old. Yeah, and it's like if something happened, and he doesn't seem like the, like he's living the healthiest life. No. <laughs> so it's like something happens, and then, like he passes away or whatever. The only thing that's that's around that's actually done to completion is this TV series. <laughs> so none of the, the books are not done. The, whatever side projects and whatever he's working on has never been completed. Mm. And all we got is this seven seasons of HBO TV shows. And that is the most complete Game of Thrones resource that anybody 
has. I think people will be upset, very upset. Yeah, but I mean, like we were saying, like are the book people equally upset? Or if they're not, then I think at this point already they kind of they kind of accepted the fact that this is not the book. It's I mean, not. I mean, so so therefore, those so they, people they don't care. Yeah. I mean, so the book readers will go with the book because maybe they don't like this ending. So they'll be like, that's not my Game of Thrones. The books are my Game of Thrones. So be what? it. The end. Do you think the book readers will go just as crazy if the final book ends like the, like season seven? If if it ends the same, George R. R. Martin just fell off a tree and did a piss poor ending. I would like to think that his ending is a lot more complex and Well, I mean, like, yeah, richer. but I mean, the broad stroke. I'm talking about, like, the broad strokes. No, the broad strokes, I'm sure, will happen, but I think it's the evolution. So now, mm. so instead of half a book to get done with the seasons, he's got two huge books to finish. Mm. So in this situation, you can show the descent into madness, I think, with two whole yeah, books. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, then you see her devolving. And if he doesn't do that or if he doesn't see that anywhere... He's failed as a writer, but I'd like to think that he did such a good job for the first but the six ultimate, seasons. But the ultimate outcomes are the same. I yeah, think. I think so. Gotta be. And you think the readers will be okay with that? Yeah. Okay. But uh, to me, it's just because there's justification. I mean, like, well, you're saying is like it's not the, it's not the end; it's the journey. Yeah. At, to this point, yeah. For the readers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think. And now her watch has ended. That's how you end a podcast, yo. Alright, so for Palana, this is Neil. This is the 1001 Lord Commander. See you next time. <laughs> May the force be with you, always.